talk about the, uh, the 50 days after resurrection to the deliverance of the Holy Spirit. John 21, 25. And there are many other things that Jesus did, which if they were written in detail, I suppose that even the world itself would not contain the books which were written. Excluding Paul's Damascus Road experience in the writings of chapter 15 of 1 Corinthians, the scriptures record only nine appearances of Jesus in the 40 days between resurrection and ascension. These nine events were reported in 13 passages of scripture, but only a non-appearance, the empty tomb, is reported in all four gospels. In a couple of these events, it is not clear whether they are separate occurrences or whether the same event reported from an entirely different perspective. Yet some events seem significantly underreported. For instance, it seems to me very surprising that only Luke, as in Luke 24 and Acts 1, takes note of the ascension. Why would not John, being physically present and an addressee in the final instructions of Jesus, not include some mention of the ascension in his gospel? Luke tells us in Acts 1-3 that it was 40 days, Sunday, this year, that would be Sunday, April the 9th, until Thursday, May the 18th, from resurrection to departure. Then 10 more days, which makes it May the 28th, and the Holy Spirit arrives launching the church, an event commonly referred to as Pentecost. It would seem logical to ask, why did Jesus hang around so long and make so few contacts? The answer may or may not be found in the, the verse in John about doing many things that weren't written. But Scripture has not given us a complete or even a unified story. However, it is enough to examine what we did accomplish in those nine appearances, five of which occurred on Resurrection Sunday. One happened on the following Sunday and another on the 40th day. In between, there are only two that we know about, appearances in the 33 days. From where we stand this side of resurrection, we are unable to fathom why the disciples had such a difficult time accepting that he, Jesus, had indeed risen from the dead. Consider, Peter had understood and made the correct confession that Jesus was the Christ. Three of the apostles had been on the Mount of Transfiguration with Jesus and, and heard the Lord. The apostles had observed him raise at least three people from the dead and many, many miraculous healings, feeding of the 5,000, then the 4,000. When Jesus received the word about Lazarus, he and the apostles were out of touch or out of reach of the Sanhedrin Returning to Bethany in Jerusalem meant certain prosecution and probable death. Yet Thomas, in John eleven sixteen, spurs the apostles, let us also go that we may die with him. So it does not seem to be a matter of raw courage. Three years of close personal observation on the truth being lived on a daily basis. And finally, an empty tomb as advertised.
I submit the key to their difficulty and acceptance of reality was that they were looking in the wrong direction. Their expectations of Jesus were misplaced. That brings me to ask the question of myself, and you should do the same. What are my expectations of Jesus? Is it primarily a matter or a ticket on the train to glory? There is another issue found in interlude, in my opinion, and that's about the disciples being saved. That is true believers. By any Testament standard, by Old Testament standard, however, it's true. However, in the final analysis, even with all their direct knowledge of Jesus, they did not know the spirit or person of Jesus. What does Jesus tell us them about in Luke 24, 49? 49, I am going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with the power from on high. The promise was the Holy Spirit, whose presence is surely required for the regeneration of any person. There are three additional points. First, in all of his meetings, Jesus was willing to patiently do whatever it took to meet and answer the, the doubt or questions concerning his claim of who he was. The fact that a believer has sincere questions should generally not be of a concern for the believer. God will address your concerns in his way. Second, we are to wait for the Holy Spirit for power, not to take it on our own. Three, the scriptures do not always give us enough to satisfy our intellectual curiosity, but they do, however, give us enough to be obedient. Finally, in Luke 24, the accession of Jesus was a miraculous event, just like his birth. It apparently had the effect of finally convincing the apostles that Jesus was the Son of God, because after the ascension, the first overt worship act of adoration by the disciples was recorded. That is the first time, any time they ever showed any worship to him. And it was done by prostrated praising. In other words, they fell on their face and praised. Afterwards, there were responses of joy to his blessing. But then they went, to, what did they do for the next 10 days? They were continually in the temple praising. Shalom and blessings and have a good day.